Welcome back to another episode of Talking Sports Shop. I'm going to be solo again in this one. We're going to talk about the MLB a little bit, and uh, specifically the Braves, because there's been a lot going on with the Braves here lately. I just really wanted to sit down for a few minutes. This one won't be very long, and just kind of just kind of catch up and discuss a few things, like I said. Um, so as you may know, the Braves spent the weekend in Miami. They've been struggling coming into that. They had lost, um, I believe, four straight going into Miami. They lost Friday night in Miami, which, you know, I will say Miami has been a surprisingly decent ball team so far this year. Um, yeah, they, they had lost, uh, one, two, three, four. Okay. So Friday night was the four straight game they had lost. And the reasoning behind that, behind that four game losing streak was just getting shellacked, shellacked with the pitching, specifically the starting pitching. Come, that was, that was the day he got sent down. Okay, so Newcomb pitched an inning and a third and gave up eight earned runs, two home runs, two walks, one strikeout. And then it just went downhill from there. I mean, and I will say, every pitcher every now and then has a terrible outing. Sometimes the team will just run out there and just not be able to pull it together. Nothing is going right. That happens. And... Although you can easily say, like, that's very important for that not to happen in a 60-game season, it's still going to happen, and you have to expect that. <clears throat> but with Newcomb, it was a little troubling, but I'll get into that in a few minutes. Then the next night in New York against the Yankees, um, Tuki Toussaint, who I've made my feelings known about him in the past, went out there and threw four innings, gave up. Five earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts, one home run. Not not a terrible night, per se, but not good. And then Bryce Wilson followed that up with a inning and two-thirds, and he gave up two earned runs, four walks, two strikeouts, one home run. So yet another night of just struggling with pitching. And believe it or not... It kind of gets worse. <laughs> uh, let's see. The very next night, they were back in the Bronx uh, against the Yankees. They lost 3-6. to six. So that night, that was Huascar Wanoa. I'm going to pretend that's how you say his name. So they've been using him basically as an opener from time to time. But that night, he went out there through one inning, four hits, two runs, Earn runs, three walks, no strikeouts, two home runs. So he shit the bed. But to be fair, that same night, Tyler Matzik, who had not given up a run all year, I believe, and Josh Tomlin, same thing for him. They both went out there. Matzik pitched two and a third. I think they were trying to stretch him out a little bit for potentially that opener role. And he threw two and a third, gave up two earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts. Still pretty good. I mean, not terrible, especially when you're talking about the Yankees. In Yankee Stadium, it could have been worse. Josh Tomlin, an inning in the third, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, and three strikeouts. So, I mean, with those two guys, there's nothing to be worried about. They were probably honestly tired, as I think a lot of people in baseball are right now. But 
Yeah, and then against the Marlins on Friday night, uh, it's kind of sad that I can't remember off the top of my head who started these games. But, you know, it is what it is. That night, it was Kyle Wright. Three innings, two hits, three earned runs, six walks. Six. Let me say that again. Six walks in three innings. One strikeout, zero home runs. Um, yeah. So, so that happened. That was an eight to two loss. And then they kind of bounced back on Saturday. Okay, so that night we won two to one. Uh, oh, you already know who started that game. Jesus, there's nothing to talk about here. It's literally the only starting pitcher we have at this point, and that is the boy Max Freed, who is just ridiculous. Now, I will. I want to say this. On that Friday night, I did bet against the Braves because I was not confident in Kyle Wright. And I actually bet against the Braves on Saturday night as well because – now, I let me defend myself for a second here. I'm an honest better. I've set aside my, my, uh, my allegiance, I guess, and I go with what I think will happen. And sometimes, um, if I think the Braves will lose, I just won't bet on like bet at all on that game. But um, on that Friday night, I just felt like it was kind of a sure thing, and it happened. I didn't really want it to happen, but I hit, hit a ten team parlay that night. So you know, I'll just laugh my way to the bank if you want to at me on that. The next night, I doubled down and did it again, and I regret that, but. The reason I did it was, and I believe Max Freed's four career starts in Miami, he had like a, or no, it's two career starts in in Miami against the Marlins. He had like a 657 ERA. Granted, the Braves had won both of those two games, but the way that, um, that the Marlins have been hitting and just playing lately, I figured it would probably turn out in my favor, and it was close. It was a two-to-one game. Um the Marlins pitchers did a very good job that night also, but Max Freed went up there and threw six and a third, four hits, three walks, seven strikeouts, no home runs. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, say Max Freed's ERA real quick. It's a, uh, it's 1.24. 1.24. That's a, uh, that's pretty low. So yeah, that's that's fun, ain't it? You gotta love that. I mean, Max Fried is just shoving it. <laughs> he is just shoving it right now, man. So that's great to see. And then yesterday on Sunday, they bounced back again and won the series with a four zip ball game. And uh, let's see. Oh yeah. So I guess I need to make a confession. If you follow me on the Talking Sports Shop's Twitter, which is at Talking S Shop, which again, you can follow me on that if you want to catch me talking shit all day long, every day. I'm extremely active on there, constantly stirring up trouble. And in the next Talking Sports Shop with John, we're going to get into more of um, how that's been, how my life has been on Twitter lately. But um and it's kind of Braves related in a way, but uh, let's see. Yeah, so 
they announced that Robbie Erlin was going to be starting the game yesterday, which I very harshly opposed just because, I mean, it's like, which again, I'll get into this in a minute, but we have all these horses in AAA and we're going with Robbie Erlin. That's where my frustration was coming from. A dude who's struggled since he got to the Braves. And now when we have all these other options, to me, it just looked like they weren't even trying at that point. It really made me angry, but we're going to stick to what this podcast is about. I made a statement. I was wrong. I'm going to admit when I'm wrong every single time. I have no problem doing that because when you say a lot of stuff, sometimes you're wrong. And in this case, I'm very happy to be wrong. I'm extremely happy to be wrong. Robbie Erland went out there through four innings, one hit, no walks, five strikeouts. That's pretty impressive, dude. <laughs> like That's one of the best outings we've gotten out of a pitcher. That probably is the best outing we've gotten out of a pitcher all year that's not named Max Freed or Mike Soroka. R.I.P. Um, I was very happy to be wrong on that, but I'll stand by my statement. I don't think that's a long-term thing. I don't think Tukey is a long-term starter. I think Sean Newcomb belongs in the bullpen. And to me, it just seems like we're trying to shove a string down a cat's ass, and it's just not working right now. And again, I will say, as I've said in the past, if it's a 162-game season, what's going on with the Braves right now, I have no problem with that. No problem whatsoever. We have time, so we need to take that time if it's in a 162-game season. Hell, I would have been willing to give Fulte two or three more starts after the two bad ones, just to see if he could maybe turn it around. I would have been willing to give Sean Newcomb two or three more starts. I'd be ready to watch Tukey go out there. But it's a 60-game season, bro. We're sitting here at, what's our record again? Let me look. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me pull it up. We're 13-10. and 10. We're better than that. And I understand. We're down some players right now. We're down Ozzy Albies. We're down Ronald Acuna. We just got Matt Adams back today. We're down Mike Soroka. We're down all these people, and I understand that. I understand what the issue is, but <clears throat> at the same time, you have the whole goal of the season. This is why I don't think that there should be an asterisk next to this championship. The whole goal of the season is every single game matters. Every pitch matters. Every at-bat matters. And every game matters. It's 60 games. You can go on a seven or eight game losing streak and your season is over with. That's big. That's hard. You don't have the time to fail like you do in a normal baseball season. In a normal baseball season, seven or eight game losing streak happens a couple times a year. It's part of the game. But this year, it's survival of the fittest. It's who can be consistently decent. You Hell, I think the Orioles right now are like four. They probably have the same record as us. They're like 12 and 11 or 13 and 10, somewhere in there. They've had a couple games canceled, but they've been consistently decent. <laughs> and a team like that, if they went out there and made a few moves at the trade deadline, they could make the playoffs. They could go to the World Series. You just never know if they get hot. That's what makes the season so difficult. So it really frustrates me when I see the Braves doing things, and to me it almost looks like they're not even trying. Like they're they're willing 
they they had a short leash with Fulty. They had a short leash, well, sort of kind of a short leash with Nuke. Sort of, but not really. He'll be back very soon, by the way. Um, And they they're having an extremely long leash with Tukey. And then you've got Robbie Erling going out there and I mean, there one day he's a starter and the next day he's coming out of the pen. It just there's no consistency. That's where my problem lies with the Braves. And look, I think all of this can be turned around really soon. But what's really oh, they've also had a very, 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 very long leash with Kyle Wright. And that's also troubling. And look, I understand Kyle Wright has a lot of talent. I've said that on this podcast before, and I believe that. I believe Kyle Wright's day is coming, but I don't think it's right now. I just I just don't see anything that makes me think he's a right fit for this season. And again, we're down all these guys. I forgot to mention Cole Hamels as well, who was supposed to be in our rotation. And also, you can't forget about Felix Hernandez, which would be such a big, big deal for us right now. Even if he was Seattle's Felix Hernandez from a couple years ago who was just really sucking it up, I'd take it. I'd take it. <laughs> I would take it, man. Like, I'm so, like, oh, my God, this year has just been such an up and down, and it's not what I expected. Let's see. I want to make sure I get this right. To me, when I look at the depth chart and I see the starting rotation as it sits right now, it's Max Freed, Kyle Wright, Tuki Toussaint, Hawaskar Wanoa, and I'm assuming Robbie Erlin. Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me, man? Let me just read you a few of the names of um of guys that are just chilling in Gwinnett right now. Tucker Davison. Oh, yeah, we're also down Chris Martin. Forgot about that. That's a pretty big piece in the bullpen. Um, Philip Pfeiffer. He's somebody who could definitely come up. Jeremy Walker. Patrick Weigel. So, let's talk about the struggles with the Braves' young pitching right now. As I've already mentioned, Kyle Wright has struggled mightily. What's he struggled with? Command. Tuki Toussaint has been up and down. And what's he struggled with at times? Command. And Hawaskar would know. I don't even know what the hell is going on with that. I don't really even care. But, um, yeah, I... <sighs> it, something is going on. I don't know if the pressure of this season is getting to these younger guys who don't have much experience because I imagine it is tough for, um, for a guy like Kyle Wright to just kind of, who I think coming in, coming into this year had three or four career starts in the major leagues to just be thrown into the rotation. Like, Oh, you're a guy now and we got to win. So go do it. I imagine that is tough and that probably is getting to him, but look, when you're talking about what's sitting in Gwinnett right now, you have Ian Anderson, who is my guy. Last year, between Mississippi and Gwinnett, now I will give you this, he did struggle in Gwinnett, 
But in Mississippi, he was 7-5 with a 2.68 ERA and 21 starts, 111 innings pitched. And I can't see his strikeouts. Okay. But in Gwinnett, he was 1-2 and and 5 starts with a 6.57 ERA, 24.2 innings, and he gave up 18 walks. Again, it would be really nice to see his strikeouts. But, man, this kid, I don't know whether he comes up this year or not. I you can make a case that he should, but this kid has got it. He is definitely, I definitely think he'll be in the rotation next year very early on. Um, then you've also got Kyle Muller. Kyle Muller last year in Mississippi, 7-6 and six with a 314 ERA, 22 games started, 111 innings, and only 68 walks in those 111 innings. That's pretty impressive. That's a lot of command coming from that kid. Um, another guy that I really like who I think is very underrated in the Braves farm system, and that's Tucker Davidson. Tucker Davidson is, I believe, 24 years old. Last year, um, he, he, play, he was in Mississippi and Gwinnett. He made 21. Jesus. So that means, let me take his, hold on. <laughs> so that means Ian Anderson, Kyle Muller, and Tucker Davidson were all in the same starting rotation in Mississippi last year. That's nuts. But anyway, Tucker Davidson in Mississippi last year, 7-6 and six with a 2.03 ERA, also 21 games started, 110 innings um, and 45 walks in 110 innings. <laughs> That's stupid, dude. That's just stupid. And then in Gwinnett, he made four starts at the end of the year. Went one and one with a 2.84 ERA, nine walks and 19 innings. So he not quite as good there. But I've read a lot of stuff about Tucker Davidson, and from what I've seen, yeah, he's 22 years old. From what I've seen, um, it I've read that he has the same maturity level as Max Freed and Mike Soroka, which I think is very important in a season like this. And that's what kind of makes me think he's the one that should come up right now and fill one of the many gaps in the rotation. I think with that level of maturity and that level of command as well, he probably has a lot to offer this team specifically. Yeah, I would love to see that. And I I completely understand. I've seen a lot of people say that based on the way that the Braves' young pitching has performed in the majors this year, I've seen a lot of people say how they are concerned that bringing some of these guys like Ian Anderson, Kyle Muller, and Tucker Davidson up could possibly mess them up a little bit. And we've seen that happen before. That may well have been what happened with Sean Newcomb. But, and I understand that. Like, the way the Braves have been this year, that's a very valid point. But... I really think there should be someone in the Braves organization making more of a a concerted effort to make sure that Tucker Davidson gets a shot. And maybe you bring him up. Maybe he makes one or two starts. And hopefully he, you know, he doesn't have to be perfect, but just holds his own a little bit. Maybe gets a win out of one of those two starts. And then you might could even send him back down. And... Just let him have that confidence and just kind of steam on it. Like, you know that after William Contreras' performance in the majors to start this year, you know that man's just sitting in Gwinnett thinking 
he is the bomb and he really is like <laughs> that kid's a stud and you know he has all the confidence in the world because in a very short burst he performed very highly and impressed a lot of people including myself and i imagine he has a lot of confidence right now and that can also be a boost so it's a risk and that it can go both ways but i think it's something worth taking a shot on in the tucker davidson department also can we please talk about how bryce wilson is the braves fifth overall prospect are you kidding me are you like seriously fifth come on man he's 22 years old he's been in the major leagues three different seasons now 2018 Three games, one start, 6.43 ERA, six walks, six strikeouts, and seven innings. And he gave up a 3.08 average. Last year, six games, four starts, 20 innings pitched, 7.20 ERA, 10 walks, 16 strikeouts. This year, one game, one and two thirds, one hit, one home run, four walks, two strikeouts, 200 average. Are you kidding me? I'm not a Bryce Wilson guy. And again, let me say, I hope that he goes out there and proves me wrong. I hope anyone that I talk trash about in the Braves organization goes out there and proves me wrong. I want to be proven wrong, but I am stating my honest opinion, which is what this is about. And I'm not a Bryce Wilson guy. I have never seen him pitch and been like, whoa, damn. I did that with with a lot of guys that have come through the Braves. For example, Matt Whistler. I'm personally a big fan of Matt Whistler. His stats didn't always line up with what I thought he was and what I think that he is, but I think he's a very, very good pitcher who someone has not uncovered yet. But if you look at what he's doing in the Twins bullpen this year, you might say that the Twins may have finally figured it out. But I'm a huge fan of Matt Whistler. I think... He's got nasty stuff, and I think that it, it's just kind of a thing of getting him confidence. And I think if he can go out there this year for the Twins and really lock it down and show, like, damn, I can really be good in the major leagues, I don't think he'll ever look back. And I'm not opposed to him having a bullpen role. As a matter of fact, I think I think there are so many pitchers in Major League Baseball that are considered to be failed starting pitchers when really – they, they never get a shot in the bullpen until it's too late. Like with Whistler, it was almost too late. It was really almost too late. And if I, I now that I think about it, I think the Braves did give him a couple shots in the bullpen, and it was kind of eh. But if he went into this season with the Twins, knowing that he was going to be in a bullpen role, he prepared to be in the bullpen. But when he was with the Braves, he was – a starter one minute, and then he's in the bullpen. Starter one minute, in the bullpen. And that's kind of the same thing that Tukey DeSant is going through right now, which is why I don't want to be too hard on Tukey because Tukey has no idea what he's going to be tomorrow. I have no idea what Tukey's going to be tomorrow. And you know damn well Brian Snicker does not know what Tukey's going to be tomorrow. And I understand that. And this is just such a weird year, so it's, it's unfair to be too harsh on anyone, really. But circling back... Just to kind of close this out, circling back to the Braves pitching, 
you how can I phrase this? Um, something has to change, man. Like, there's a small gap in the Braves organization where we can win a championship with Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Dan Spee Swanson, Austin Riley, Ronald Acuna, Marcelo Zuna, and whoever's in right field on any, any given day, but there's a very small gap to get that done while this core is here. And don't forget about Mike Soroka and Max Freed as well. And I feel like we're getting closer and closer to the end. Now, let me preface that by saying, of course we're loaded in the minor leagues, but the thing is, unless you bring these guys up one by one and be extremely patient with them, you're not going to, like, I don't see we're going to have some bad years when this core group starts fizzling out. Like when Freddie, when Freddie calls it, when Dansby potentially leaves for free agency, when I don't know, there's just so many different situations, but when those guys call it, it's not going to be immediate. (laughs) What we have right now is immediate. This is probably as good as it's going to get offensively. Honestly, potentially in our lifetimes, we may never see a Braves team that's this good offensively pull it out. And what we need to do, we also have an incredible bullpen who has lived up to expectations so far this year. We've just got to fill in the gaps with starting pitching. And I guess what I would like to see happen is I would love to roll Max Freed out there, of course. I mean, of course Max Freed is the ace at this point. I guess I'm not I'm not gonna quit on Tuki yet. I'm gonna give Tuki more time before I before I'm done. Um I would love to see Sean Newcomb back in the bullpen soon, but not in the rotation. I would like to see Kyle Wright be sent back down to triple A and be replaced by Tucker Davidson. And I would also like to see Hawaska Winoa get the fuck out of my face and go back to AAA. And if we're going to do this little opener thing, then can we please just do it with Tyler Matzik? Please. I know he's not very interested in starting, and I understand that, but I think that's a very, very reasonable thing to do. So anyway, and Cole Hamels will be back at some point, but anyway, I guess I'm going to stop rambling and wrap this up. Um, we'll be back on probably Wednesday or Thursday with a new, um, TSS episode. Uh, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please rate and review and subscribe on Apple podcast. Tell your friends, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram or whatever. Um, follow the podcast account on Twitter at talking us shop. Um, and thank you for the support because we are really consistently growing and it's really rewarding to see. And there's a lot of big things on the horizon with this, I think. Um, and I really think we got something here. So, um, let's keep it up. We'll be back soon. I'll see you.